Welcome to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet, but mostly woke perspective. So, subscribe to That's What I'm Saying. We're on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and of course, family, we are on Spotify. So, also, please follow us on Instagram at TwizPod. So I'm Sean. And I'm Shatara. Hey, Shatara. So hey. what are we calling this episode? We are calling this episode Breaking Bad with the Andy G. Okay. We gotta we're gonna get right into that. But um Look that, back at it. Of- Look back at it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Somebody looking back at it. Ugh. Anyway, all right. So first off, um, I, I want to talk about uh, Little Men and Little Heels. So I don't know if you heard about this, but Sway Lee, mm-hmm. who is one half of the group Ray Smurd. And funny thing, like I just found out this little dude wrote most of Formation for Beyonce. Did you know that? I didn't know. I just found that out. And that's that's a dope song. So yeah, it is. So, know? you know, he's gets in formation. So um, evidently, Mr. Sway Lee, who is 26 years old, I swear he looks like he's 12. He's 26. Um, he is designing a luxury footwear line for Giuseppe Zanatti. I love Giuseppe shoes. Um, but they're basically little man heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little man booties. Little man mm-hmm. boots. Little man boots. Now, hmm. It, hmm. Here I go. Isn't uh, isn't he the one that said, I ain't got no tight? Mm-hmm. Right, that is the only, only thing. thing and like. but I will say, I I had to think. I was like, okay, which one is he? And he's the one that said, uh, "Chop the head off the horse." That's a headless Porsche. <laughs> Hold on, let me think, because it was dope when he said it. He was like, and he said it real fast, like a little robot. Like, take the top off the Porsche. That's a headless horse. That's what he said. <laughs> and I was like. See, because usually rappers don't catch me like that. But if you say something slick, I may have to rewind it and see yeah, what you said. He's, he's got a, it's a little Wayne kind of vibe to it. You know, they little slick things. But evidently, I like Jordan um, in a staple court. Uh huh. Sorry. Like, <laughs> if you ain't my type, internet, got to keep this shit short. <laughs> well, little Sway Lee loves a lot of glitter and rhinestones and lots of pink and flowers in his new collection. So be jewels. It's be jeweled. It's embroidered and embellished. Diamonds and pearls. Speaking of diamonds and pearls. This is what I think of when I see these. So and the collection is like, it's something that I would wear, but they're but it's for men. So he's quoted as saying, you know, he's not scared to be different and he's very proud of this feminine line for the hip hop crowd. What you what say you? I'm not, I'm not really, listen, it's like blurred lines, like blurred lines, hey, hey, hey. I'm not really with it. I understand that once upon a time, you know, we did have what was called a metrosexual and, you know, men were trying to seep their way into, you know, using women products and, you know, men were like, hey, I use tampons to clean my ear. And you're like, no, you don't cut it out. So (laughs) they're trying to find their way in. And um, I don't know, I'm not with it. You know, I just feel like what's going to be next? Like, is there going to be a boutique call, um, bitch ass, <laughs> the bitch ass nigga boutique, or is it going to be, um, you know, they're going to have a line called pack in the D panties. Uh, is there going to be, um, a max section, <laughs> a max section called I love D lip gloss, or, um, you might be able to go into H and M and get the long D leggings or how about bloomers for big balls? I don't know what's next. And 
it's, I mean, men can go many directions with this. There's a lot of money to be made. If you really put it that way, that means there's no line. Like there's a lot of money to be made. Um, former NBA player, Jay Williams opened up the conversation about the blurred lines between men and women's fashion. And it was NBA player PJ Tucker's of the Houston Rockets, along with Kelly Oubre of the Phoenix Suns and teammate Devin Booker, who, by the way, in this interview, he looked like he wanted no parts of the conversation. And, you know, they were going on about how much they love women's fashion and they go to their own stylist and ask, you know, hey, I want something like she has on. Can you make me that? And it was like, hmm. So, okay, fine. But when you're telling me like dudes are trying to wear heels, it's like you want my purse too and you want my bra? If you don't get out my damn closet. I ain't got no type. (laughs) I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know. It's just, it's what, what what the gay man used to be is now considered a straight man, if that makes sense. So there used to be a difference. Like I used to watch the Smurfs and remember the blue Smurf, he had the mirror and his, his bonnet was tied a little differently. And he'd be like, la, 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 la. He had a different skit. Remember that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now everybody has a skit, you know, and they're all like, you know, how you doing? Like my name is James and I love football and I love women. And you're like, Hmm, with a pink lace shirt, a little pair of heels. <laughs> I don't give a damn if they are Giuseppe. <laughs> And that little uh, scarf tied around your neck, unless you're Prince, you're not getting away with it. But that's just me. And that's the whole thing. Like, there's nobody that could duplicate a Prince. Like, I just don't compare. I don't care what nobody say. Just do not ever, you can't put yourself in the Prince category. Like, that man was one of a kind. So, um, you know, I'm, look, good luck with your um, man booties and man I can't wait to see mine. it. I uh, bet. Let me hear somebody click, 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 talking about, oh, my man is coming. I'm like, what? I can't wait. I'm waiting to see this. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Mm-hmm. But they're very expensive. I mean, the shoes are like $1,500 a pop. So it's not like, you know, you can just, that's, Listen, that's a whole, that's a whatever. whole mortgage. Listen, don't, don't try to outbitch me, sir. I remember I dealt with the dude and we went out and we were hanging out for some time and we came back to my place. And I don't do any shoes in my house. So we took off our shoes and he had like red bottom. He had like, you know, Louboutin, like men's sneakers. And he shot me a look like I was supposed to be impressed. And I was looking at him like, okay, bitch. And like, and I really had in my head, like, okay, bitch. Like, are you trying to out like what I'm supposed to be like? You said out bitch me. No, (laughs) I'm not. And I'm not, you know, I like a man to keep himself up, but I don't really care for a man who's like into fashion and clothes the way I am. I like a man that knows how to put on a t-shirt, smell good, have a sharp haircut. I like a man that likes his sneakers mm-hmm. and knows how to put on shoes, I but I don't like anybody a little bit too, like looking at me, like, let's say we go out and he's like, so let me see what you're wearing. If you're a man who's too much into it like that, to me, that's a bitch quality. That's just me. I don't need no bitch quality. I came up with sisters and it was enough of that. So I like <laughs> testosterone. <laughs> I like strong <laughs> like bull. <laughs> no, thank you, sir. Keep them heels. All right. All right. Okay. Well, you know, good luck, Sway Lee. Okay. Moving good on. Luck. Did you hear um, rapper The Baby had slapped a woman in a nightclub and the video surfaced of this event? And mm-hmm. I mean, he slapped yeah. her. He claims she hit him first and he's willing to give $10,000 to anyone who was there and has basically the right angle of the whole thing. And I mean, of course, he did apologize. Um, this is what mm. yeah i heard i i you know i mean he it's a little bit of anger management going on that that needs to be going on i think you know what was so sad i mean i i heard about this whole thing but then i saw the interview with the girl mm-hmm. who 
you know, she was really like, she said, you know, it was a little bruising here and there, but the embarrassment she felt when I guess he was joking on on his Instagram or something about it. Like, you know, she had a little tear in her eyes. I was like, oh, sis. That was terrible. Don't get no. paid, sis. To get you, listen, $10,000 to get the right angle. I could use that money and I'm currently working on putting together the better angle video right now. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> I'm going I felt, I felt so bad, but he need, you know he needs need to he needs to keep his hands to himself. It's always a little something, you know. You know the dudes in the hood with you know they be a little bit, a little bit too much of a hothead. So you know that, he, I think he got to tone it down a little. That's bit. that's the right. No, I think it goes beyond turn it down because now he's in the public eye. So you know, putting your hands on a woman. I mean, in general, in the club, like this, this is what fame comes with. You're gonna have people in your face. You know, you're gonna have spilled drinks on you. Stuff you know you don't really care for, you don't like. But now that you're willing to spend ten thousand dollars to get the right angle, it shows that you have it. So that should be enough for you to be like, you know what? I need to just chill out and may this be a lesson to me, because that's 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 not acceptable. I mean, come on, like come really, on, the baby, the come baby. On, the your baby. name is the baby. Like, did he have a tantrum? Like, come on, like don't. That's not cool. Just- is there's there's the is there baby and the baby? There's baby and they're friends and they work together. I had to pull I know, this I have, together. I have I like a lot of their collabs. Yeah. Baby to baby, and I'm like that is such a creative name. Like really, and he even says he says wham wham wham. I'm the motherfucking baby in one of his songs. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a baby. And I was like, wow, that's deep. Like, but then isn't he the same one that says he'll um come in the house and fuck the babysitter? <laughs> Somebody listen to the lyrics. If you got some catchy stuff, I may just catch it and I may laugh along, but that's as far as that really goes. Like I I know what entertainment is and I'm like, okay, that was catchy. My favorite catchy um, rapper is like Lil Wayne. He's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's with the little one and twos, a little, little catchy. Be like, wait a minute. Did he just say he's going to put something in my eye and put it in? (laughs) He said, he said one time, he said, I heard that love is in the air. So I'm holding my breath. (laughs) I'm like, me too, nigga. Me too. I love it. That right there is like, oh man, just simple, catchy stuff, you know. So the baby and the baby and baby. I mean, you know, they have they have a few little things mm-hmm. here and there. Yeah. But keep your hands to yourself, though. I tell you that much, and okay. that's not cool. All right, all right, okay, that's not cool. all right, okay. What else? I have been waiting for this moment. Moving mm-hmm. on, because mm-hmm. we are now at the uh, <laughs> the Breaking Bad <laughs> segment the, of the of the ratchet. Walter White, so go ahead. I, I, okay, so I gotta set this up. So. I don't know you that you know. So there was this uh, is this black former mayor of Tallahassee, and he he actually ran for the the governor to be governor here in Florida, and he lost out by just a little bit to y'all's governor, my governor, uh, DeSantis. So his name is Andrew Gillum. Okay. And allegedly, just let yesterday. I mean, you black Twitter, I swear, is undefeated because I they must have been in the hotel room when it when it hit the Twitter. So. <laughs> He was arrested, allegedly, you know, it didn't sound like he was arrested. He was actually questioned. But anyway, um, he was in a South Beach, Miami hotel room. I believe it was the Mondrian in what appeared to be a uh, a methamphetamine-filled gay orgy. Ooh. Jeez. Ooh. Okay, so... Mm. The report is, of course, we're getting a lot of this information from Candace Owens, who, you know, the conservative chick that, black chick that, you know, was the downfall for black people. But in any case, she um, presented the police report from the Miami police report. And it basically says that 40-year-old Andrew Gillum was in the room with two 
very well one was a, a male escort and the other it sounds like they were a couple and one of them od'd on meth and i guess the authorities were called and they were trying to question um andrew gillum and you know he was quote unquote inebriated so really couldn't respond to the question so his story is that he was at a wedding on thursday night but the dude that overdosed uh, the Spanish dude actually turned around and was like, I don't know about no wedding. Mm. He said, we don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> wedding, what wedding? No, you, he was up in them guts. So um, what's so crazy, like, you know, I've, I've met him before. You know, seemed a really nice guy. Uh, he's married and has three young children. He's a, a FAMU graduate. And... Um, this is not looking well for his career. I know he was doing some things like there was a whole go, uh, voting initiative here um, in South Florida. But um, this is just, it was so salacious. i tell you that. Ooh, you know, that on Twitter's and everybody. Huh? Salacious. Ooh, salacious. Salacious. Like, Ooh. what happened? First of all, I didn't know that, I didn't know that, I really didn't know that black people did meth. I'm just going to be honest with you. What? Listen, I saw him come out the hotel room and he quote, and I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, sunglasses and Advil. Last night was mad real. Woo. <laughs> 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 okay. Shoot. You didn't know. Now you know. <laughs> oh, boo. I'm just like, this is, I, I'm very shocked. First of all, you know, the times that I've, I've seen him and, you know, my gaydar did not go off at all. Usually my gaydar is really good. It did not, they did not do the bing, 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 nothing at all. So I, I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm, like I said, I'm just, I'm really in shock. This is like the craziest story. Like it with like not one, but two, two gay dudes in a hotel room on South beach and the police confiscated methamphetamines and one of them OD'd. Oh boy. What kind of party is this? Listen, I okay, first of all, I want to say sorry for your loss to his wife and the three children. Let's just I mean, you know, let's just start there because especially if she didn't know any of this, oh my god. So, you know, it's a loss of a relationship, you know, their father. Not say he can't be a good father and, you know, but you get what I'm saying. This is under the public eye. This is a whole another ball game. But Live your the truth. way, yeah, the way I see it, politicians are the biggest party like a rock star. I put in quotes. <laughs> People I know, as per their newsworthy actions today. Okay, so this makes me think back to 2002, former governor of New Jersey James Edward McGreevy, who resigned in 2004 following extramarital affairs. And honey, he was flying his boo thing, misters in the company jet. So. They pretty much, you know, minimized him down to the money he was spending. That, that was, he was tricking. That was crazy. Yeah. So it's, I don't, this is crazy. So um, Gillum made a statement. He basically said, quote unquote, I was in Miami last night for a wedding celebration when first responders were called to assist one of my friends. While I had too much to drink, I want to be clear that I have never used methamphetamines. Stop it. Okay. And then he said, Okay. So wait, so he just happened to be with someone who overdosed. Like I just happened to be there, and yeah, oh friend. my god, no, I no, mean, you know, you know, don't you know when they pass around the meth? Do you take any? <laughs> <laughs> first, first, even if my friends have drinks, I know who's drinking what. But if the meth is there, that's usually the cue to be like, you know what? I'm a black man. Let me get out of here. I'm gonna head out. Let me just. Uh, I'm but you know out. what he did? He fluffed the pillow. He fluffed the pillow and punched it and was like, "Let me get all uncomfortable right here. <laughs> it's gonna be a long night." <laughs> 
Literally. <laughs> no pun intended. So thank you um, to our uh, to our uh, great old Barack Obama for being the first black president. And in eight years in the hot seat of power and scrutiny, you had no scandal. So moments like this, I just want to put my fist up and say thank you, Barack, because um, it's some other shenanigans going on. I hate to tell you, but this is hilarious. This one is this one gave me a good laugh today. Of all things, of all things are happenings, this one right here. It's like this is the headline. I said, I said, what is um what's Aerosmith doing now? They said, no, it's a politician from Florida. I said, well, damn it, he a rock star. Okay. She can put his bandana around his neck. He's about to put a leopard scarf through his uh pantsuit. Walk out with know. You know, maybe this will be the the doorway for him to like live his truth, like you know, and that's the bottom line. Like, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm way sketchy on the meth. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. I mm. honestly, I had I didn't even know that was a thing. Honestly, I I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, well, but the um, but the gay orgies, which is, I mean, I guess two people in a room that make it an orgy, right? Two, three. Mm. <laughs> when the cleaning and lady walks three. in, hold on a minute. If I'm the cleaning lady, you are not going to say I'm a part of this. Oh, done. Oh, done. Close the door. <laughs> okay, I did not see the uh, come back later sign. I come back I later. Nope. Now, all of a sudden, you tell me I'm in a threesome just because I walked in. This is not fair. No. Because <laughs> you walked in. No. Mm-hmm. He was there with his friend after a wedding. I'm like, who gets married on a Thursday? It's been a real crazy week. <laughs> Someone who does crystal meth. <laughs> Dude, what day is today? Uh, Thursday means Sunday in crystal meth language. So <laughs> I guess we're just gonna, you know, Walter White it out, man. Call Jesse over and uh, somebody better call Sal while you're at it. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> bro. Remember Jesse would say, come on, bro. <laughs> he is Eminem's cousin for real, bro. I can't. I just Ooh. cannot believe this. So, right. look, I'm hoping um, they put a real good. What's the name from Scandal? He need. This is what he needs right now. Olivia he Pope. A, he needs an Olivia no, no, no. Pope. He right needs now. Olivia Pope and Ray Donovan all together. Yes. <laughs> Ray the Pope. Ray the Pope. He needs a Ray the Pope. Genius. Somebody Jesus. has got to pay. This is ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. whew, yeah. You had no lookout or nothing at the door. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. He needs the same um, lookout people that uh, Clinton had when he was getting head by uh, Lewinsky. He had some good friends in there. Wink, wink, wink. I close the door. You know. Well, somebody so took that dress and put it on eBay. He was like, damn it. He was like, shit. Shit. Somebody had, told you after. No, no. He had, he had seven people to call. They was like, dude, your secret was safe with us. You know it. That's why they call us a secret service. It's like, yeah, but that damn Monica's keeping dresses. Like you didn't take care of her dry cleaning bill. So, you know. Well, Andrew, um, get it together. Live your truth. Um, you got some cleaning up to do. And, you got two uh, hours. Huh? You got two <laughs> hours. You got two hours coming up with a public statement. So maybe he's oh. detoxing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't even know. Like, what do you have to do to get off a of meth? Like, what do you? And I'm just, I mean, he's saying he didn't. <laughs> I don't know. You asked me like, I know. Like, what do you do? Like, I don't, I don't ever tried it. Um, you know, the forest I go is marijuana maybe, but outside of that, can't even do coke because I got bad sinuses. So dude, I just don't take it any further. All right. We're family. I think you should know this. <laughs> Not really fucking around when it comes to anything white and powder, 
Uh, let's just sugar no, like my coffee. Stuff looked like it looks like um, hmm. it looks uh, hmm. liquidy, like it's a liquid. I don't know. I'm just like oh. I'm still amazed. It looks like a liquid, like it looks like somebody spit in a bag. And hmm. from what I understand, this is like a thing that uh, it's like a gay party drug, a gay men's party drug. Hmm. So hmm. maybe uh, maybe makes right. sense. Well, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discriminate with drugs and categorize it according to people's party life. But if there were three men in the room, then I'm gonna assume that it was the party drug for the night for the gay men. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. so yeah, what um, do you do? Like I said, like I said, Andrew uh, Gillum, please uh, live your truth. You know, you got you got some cleaning up to do. Yeah. You can still you can still encourage people to vote and and vote for what party like a rock star. <laughs> I know, right? Vote not for, for you, not for you, no more. <laughs> That's not funny. I mean, the man's career is all but ruined. Uh, well, no, no, but let me but let me stop you though. So our uh, good old Trump, I mean, he had said, "Grab him by the pussy." Those, those were his words, right? He said that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a whole lot of is is whatever whatever goes with these politicians. Yeah. So, I'm not saying I'm giving him a pass, but I'm kind of just going to shrug and say, "Is he okay? All right, moving forward. What else crazy in the news, you know?" I guess so. I don't know. The the, the okay. No, he he took it too far. He forgot who he was, you but think? Sure, you think? Maybe he needs to hang out with the baby and they both need to get together, but you think Whatever. you think he took it too far? Okay, I just listen. He, you know what's so funny? He may have been doing this since the '80s, and it's just now coming out. <laughs> you no, know. And, well, I would hope that he's a pro at it by now. Like, or you've been this ain't your first rodeo. No pun intended. Oh, he was set up. <laughs> he was set up. Or could it? You know what? It could be a setup. But I think the fact that he he didn't even say that it was a setup. He just said, "I'm I'm in I'm in town with my friend." And we in a hotel room and they just had, he just happened to OD basically at that to me is like, well, what part was the setup? It's like, what you up there for anyway? But Mm. anyway, okay. You know what? Moving on. Can't take you nowhere. (laughs) I can't. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Look, we are now at the woke minute. So this is the segment of the show where two silly sisters get serious. That's you, right? Yeah. Let me clear my throat. Let me put on my glasses. My, uh, my no prescription glasses. All right. So I want to talk about the um, the capital punishment or the death of Nathaniel Woods. So as we all know, the story of Mr. Woods, who was um, who was put to death by the state of Mississippi um, a couple of weeks ago. So just to give some background story on what happened. So back in 2004, there were four police officers who went in to, um, to, uh, serve a warrant on Nathaniel Woods, as well as sounds like his partner, Carrie Spencer, there was a gunfight or a shooting that ensued by Mr. Spencer, who's already admitted that he was the shooter. Um, and three of the four officers were dead by, by the end of that day. So, um, Carrie Spencer and Nathaniel Woods, they were pretty much drug dealers in the building, but Spencer described Nathaniel Woods as like, kind of like the soft hearted guy. He said, you know, he would like give drugs away. Um, he would, family members said that he would, you know, give money, even though he didn't have a lot of money himself. Um, but that, you know, 
he was basically not an actor in this whole thing. And even uh, Carrie Spencer said, he said, I'm the one to pull the trigger. When, you know, I started shooting at the police office, at the officers, he said, you know, Nathaniel is the one who ran away. So a jury voted 10 to 2 in favor of the death penalty for Nathaniel Woods in the shooting death of the three officers. So despite the ununanimous jury, which basically means that the, uh, and I'm sorry, this wasn't Mississippi, this is Alabama. Um, it wasn't a unanimous jury. Everybody did not agree that the death penalty, uh, that uh, he should be subjected to the death penalty. In spite of that, because the law in Alabama basically says that the judge is allowed to impose the death sentence regardless of what everybody is saying or what they want, um, he was actually put to death. So, you know, the, the, there were so many things that were brought up in this case in terms of the uh, culpability and how much uh, Mr. Woods had to do with the crime. I mean, when I read through this, it was just amazing that it was allowed to get this far and he was actually put to death. Um, because one of the biggest things that I see, um, you know, coming at it with my legal mind is there, this was not a premeditated killing that Nathaniel Woods did not have a weapon on him at the time that his partner Spencer opened fire. Um, that there were issues in terms of his representation at trial. There was really no evidence, um, to, to, impute the death penalty. And on top of that, a jury of peers pretty much could not come to an agreement. There was not a beyond a reasonable doubt unanimous decision on this. So um, I, I wanted to quote something that the uh, Alabama governor, who uh, is, a, is a female, she's a Republican. So she basically said that um, she refused to stop the execution, even though she could have. Mm -hmm. um, she described Woods as, quote unquote, a known drug dealer. She is quoted as saying, there is no evidence and no argument has been made that Nathaniel Woods tried to stop the gunman from committing these heinous crimes. She said that after thorough and careful consideration of the facts surrounding the case, the initial jury's decision, the many legal challenges and reviews, I concluded that the state of Alabama should carry out Mr. Woods' lawfully imposed sentence this evening. So she basically said that this man is a drug dealer and because there's nothing refuting or bringing up any evidence that he should have stopped the gunman who was also his friend, who was also shooting at him as well mm -hmm. because he didn't stop the killings that this man should lose its life. And ultimately he was put to death on, I believe, March the 5th of this year. Uh, this a lot. What do you think? This is a lot. Um, I, this is very sad. Rest in peace. I'm sorry to hear this. I know there was a petition that was signed and um, so many people were fighting, you know, to save his life. And there was a surviving officer uh, who said that he actually heard Nate surrender um, when Spencer opened fire. So, you know, I don't understand what's the point of actually having this evidence and having a jury when in turn, the judge can say, well, you know, he was there and he didn't stop it. So, you know, he has to, you know, it's, it's a, now, now his, his life has to end. And it just kind of puts me in the mind of the whole black lives matter because the way that they did this man was really um, in, in such disregard, such disrespect, just, it just kind of takes you back to the fact that, you know, there's so much racism deeply woven in Alabama. And if you just even, you know, go back to the civil rights movement and um, I don't know, just even looking at where we are today versus where we were then, 
you know, there, there's such a great stagnation on the legal system. And I just don't want to say over there, you know, but over here as well. So change has to be made. And this is just, this is, I don't want to say like, oh, it's just ridiculous, but it just doesn't make sense. So, you know, if you're innocent or proven guilty, I feel like for a black man, those words are just on paper. That doesn't apply to us. Right. Right. That doesn't apply to us. And, you know, I think of the young boy who shot up the church and, you know, he's still walking. Um, he was sentenced to death, but he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even thinking of that, like, you know, so it, it's just it's so unfair and it's so, it, you know, I'm I'm saddened by this and this is not a laughing matter. It's not a laughing matter. So I look forward to change. We've come a long way. However, yet and still, we have such a way to go. Because we are treated like we don't matter. And this right here, this case right here, Nathaniel Woods not being alive today is is evidence of that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's it's so tremendously sad. And for me, what I can't get over is, you know, we have this justice system. It is imperfect. We know that. Um, but it's supposed to work so that the innocent can remain, you know, the innocent are proven innocent and you are innocent until proven guilty. And the fact that they had um a jury sit in and you had two people who did not agree to put this man to death. And it was just like railroading over that, um, which is the, the uh, non-unanimous decision and just going over it and saying, you know, F that and throw it out the window. And this is what we're going to do. We're just going to kill this man because he's a drug dealer and he didn't stop his own shooting and the shooting of these other officers is just unbelievable but it is believable because it did happen and i i think if you look at the color of his skin and i mean we we all can we all know what happened here you know uh black lives matter and it's, it's a shame that we have to remind the public and people of that and we also have to remind ourselves of that that we do matter but obviously when you see cases like this and you know regardless of the petitions that were signed and you know the the voices that were heard and there were a lot of celebrities that that were galvanized around this issue, the death penalty issue, but also how it was, um, you know, how it was done. And still, in spite of all of these things, this man still lost his life mm -hmm. is, is a tragedy that falls on all of us. You know, not that just the state of Alabama, but this is, you know, this is the cruel and unusual punishment that, that we do. And, you know, I think it's so sick to have the governor of the state like I said, her statement is is so telling because it shows exactly the mindset of mm -hmm. you know people in power who make these decisions. And these this is a that was a life or death decision, and her decision on death was based on this man doing something uh, uh, selling drugs. That's that's the bottom line. As a black man, and he's selling drugs. It's it's like a modern like um. You know, it was said, this is like a modern day lynching. And, you know, my heart hurts and goes so far when it comes to just, you know, black people and how much racism and white privilege, yeah. you know, this whole uh, decision, you know, like how this whole decision came about. Like it is, it is on the foundation of so much, you know, hate and racism. And then, you know, I hate the fact that when we say Alabama as black people hate to tell you, you know, when we think of deep South, we don't always think of, you know, how great the grass is. No, we think of, you know, how much that grass is tarnished and how much history is still relevant there and how much people are still riding around with the Confederate flag and, you know, pfft. right that it's so so this is not like oh my gosh it's more like you know like tears of sadness like wow like you know 
we we've come along. Still, oh, wow. still today, yep. Still in 2020, this, it, this, this is what happened. It, it, it makes me hurt for my people. And and please, I don't want to hear you know when we say you know Black lives do matter, and that's our fight. I don't want to hear nobody come and tell me all lives matter, because that right there is a sense of white privilege within itself to be able to jump and totally disregard why we have to say that. Right. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Okay. Anyway, so, you know, rest in peace, uh, Nathaniel Woods. And uh, we will continue to fight for times to get better. So, in other news, as you know, uh, the big talk is this coronavirus. Yep. The coronavirus is all it is. That's all it's been about right now. Um, This is uh, worldwide, and it is fast, and it is growing. Uh, This is the coronavirus, uh, the COVID-19 Uh, which began in January. So time is flying. We're already in March. Um, Began in January in Wuhan, China, and the numbers across the globe continue to climb. Uh, This seems to be a tricky illness uh, with mild symptoms, including runny nose, sore throat, cough, and fever. For some people, it can be more severe and can lead to pneumonia or breathing difficulties. As of right now, um, the virus has been reported in more than 2,100 people in 49 states, as well as Washington and Puerto Rico, and has killed at least 48. So currently, the House passed a sweeping relief package to assist people affected by the outbreak after a roller coaster day of negotiations on Friday. Okay, so we're getting somewhere, but how far are we getting? Um, And it now goes to the Senate. So we have statistics and they continue to change. And like I said, those numbers continue to climb. Um, There are reported 114,299 infected with the virus currently um, around that number. There has been 400,025 deaths and uh, 63,922 who are currently uh, recovering from the coronavirus. So we have people walking around infected. And again, those numbers keep climbing and this is worldwide. So we are in a state of emergency, a national state of emergency. Uh, This is a very much um, a need for what they're calling social distancing. So basically stay home. Um, Schools are closing. uh, Concerts are being canceled. Heck, Disneyland is closed. Vegas is closed. Um, Stay home. Do not socialize, you know. And right now we do have this, I could say, climbing disease that has no boundaries. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, you know, me being the conspiracy theory, but let's just break it down. I think, I I think the consensus is, I mean, I don't know anyone who would disagree and say this is not a man-made virus because Mm. it is, Mm -hmm. um, pretty much like AIDS was. Mm. Um, And then I read something very interesting and it talked about that the strain of this particular strain of coronavirus, first of all, it's been, it's, I've, I've talked to people uh, that are in healthcare and they've said, you know, they've been treating coronavirus for, you know, years that, you know, farmers were getting it because it came from the pigs and all this other stuff. So I have heard about that. Um, But that this particular strain affects the reproductive organs, which, um, it, it, when we talk about depopulation, which is a whole nother podcast, and I promise you we will bring it because I, I want to break that down. But, um, you know, if you look on a can of Lysol, you can see that one of the things that Lysol kills is the coronavirus. So, and the bird flu, yep. And the bird flu as well, which we remember there was a huge bird flu um, outbreak or what is it, H1N1 um, a while ago. So, you know, we've had these kind of epidemics, not so much at this at this scale at this moment. Um, but I 
think it's really important to point out that the same preventive measures that you would use for the flu, I think, you know, is is pretty much the same thing for the coronavirus, you know, really having a strong immune system, cleaning your, you know, cleansing your colon, uh, drinking water and washing hands, you're washing your hands, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, this whole washing your hands thing has really shown how people, there are some people who just have different hygiene procedures. And now you really, if you, if you, if you're a hand washer, you really have to step up your hand washer game. If you <laughs> never wash your hands, right? you really got to put, put it in your, in your game. So it's, I mean, it's, it's just showing people these are the things you got to do now, notwithstanding that there are those communities who are more susceptible. And they said, you know, usually it's the elderly or it's those with a, a, a compromised immune system yep. that are most, you know, susceptible to the virus. Um, but, you know, you know, hey, look at some of the reasons I was looking at, you know, why what's going on? You know, we look at how this is affected. There's schools are closed. Businesses are closed. The stock market is, you know, you can, I was looking online of, you know, buy some stocks. Everything has plummeted. This has, this has been a global, you know, almost a state of emergency. Number, I think one of the reasons is, you know, there, there is a level of fear that the, uh, the media needs to be really careful with because, you know, it's, you got people who are ready to jump out the window uh, on the one hand. Um, so I, I want to kind of not go through there, but let's talk a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about the conspiracies because you know, my conspiracy theory theories mine yeah. at reasons as to why, why now, you know, what's going on right now. So uh, one thing that I did here, especially there's, there's some Chinese officials that are saying like, you know, uh, America is using this virus against China, you know, ultimately, and, you know, I've I've talked about what was going on in Iran and, you know, you know, the U.S. being or trying to be still a superpower and going after this oil. So this was a way to kind of uh, neutralize China, so to speak, mm-hmm. and their uh, their power um, in the in the Middle East, especially when it comes to oil. So that was one theory. Um, another theory that I heard, which is probably I'm kind of leaning towards is this whole thing with vaccination. So um, that basically the coronavirus was used to spur vaccinations, you know, use a stare, this kind of scare tactic, call the state of emergency, you know, showing people, I know you've seen the videos where people are falling out dead on the street with gas masks and all these, you know, all this stuff um, in a bid to uh, sterilize and depopulate the world. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. And I rem- this was, you know, circulating years ago where Bill Gates, you know, from Microsoft, he, which he just stepped down within the last like 24 hours yeah. from Microsoft. Um, but a couple of years ago, he was doing the rounds. He was doing TED Talks where he was talking about which sounded like his plan to depopulate the world. And you know where it was going to start? Guess where it was going to start? What country? What continent? In Africa. So, you know, and they were, they were like testing, you know, testing out, uh, vaccinations and pretty much, you know, trying to figure out, but one of the things that he said, and this is years ago, he was like the, he was afraid. He said the biggest thing, you know, he was scared of was a worldwide epidemic, kind of like the coronavirus. Mm. Um, and this was one of the, one of the things that his foundation, um, was fighting or looking for cures for a vaccine. So, you know, it, there's a theory out there. And I mean, it, it sounds, it's very, um, you know, it's not so far-fetched. Like, well, what, it, what, is a, what is a vaccine? 
it is the virus in and of itself. There's actually a patent on this virus. Um, there's a foundation who owns the patent on coronavirus. So, sure. um, you know, uh, Bill Gates is foundation does a lot of the research and they have, I'm sure it's not, hasn't been said, but I'm sure that they have, um, they have discovered or created a, a quote unquote vaccine to the coronavirus. So, um, you know, how how far fetched is it that this is not something that man made, as we know, but right. also to get people to automatically sterilize themselves, which is something that, you know, he's done huge talks about this. It's not it's nothing new. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that was one, you know, one thing I looked at. And then, you know, I don't know if you remember, but you know, there was a time when you had to get vaccine, you know, your vaccinations before you can go to school, yeah, like you before you get, you know, yep. Yep. I remember. Yeah. So now they're kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, they're kind of lax on it. They don't do it. But I, I just heard that in New Jersey, they were actually trying to pass a law that said that kids had to be vaccinated before they can go to public school. Well, what is, what does that mean? And yeah, like you're being pumped with what and why, and you know, you of all people, you know, you're getting your immune system together. Give me a minute. My God. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm not for it. Um, it's like another, the yeah, they were pushing I, that I, on you. I, which I don't do. Mm -hmm. um, another theory is that this whole coronavirus was uh, concocted by the Democrats in a way to upend the 2020 election and make sure that Trump would not get reelected. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a little too far fetched for me, you know, putting out a virus so that the, the president of the United States, uh, the number 45 won't be president, I think is a little too much. But, um, you know, that's something that's going on. So just a little bit more facts. Um, we are now I guess we're it's almost like a nationwide lockdown. I mean, yep. a, a globally, a global lockdown. Spain is on lockdown. Yep. France has closed pretty much closed the country down. Mm -hmm. um, even the mayor here, the mayor of Miami, he tested positive for the coronavirus because he went uh, out of the country and was shaking hands with people who tested positive. Um, your president, number 45, he's been just been tested. We supposedly he's going to get the results, but I'm sure he has it because he's been shaking hands. Who has it? So yep. um, people in his own cabinet, know, they're testing positive and self quarantining. And he's like, I think I'm fine. And then now yeah, so he's he like, probably okay. has it. Sure. He does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so a lot of us, you know, we are self-quarantining and uh, social, what's called social distancing mm -hmm. ourselves. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's no NBA, there's no school, at least until, you know, Mar April 1st on this end, um, which I'm going to have to put a whole plan of action together for, for this kid to make sure that he doesn't believe that this is a whole vacation. Mm -hmm. um, I would, but, I would. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I've got, we yeah, got look, kid. I'm, you know, we're going to have a whole schedule going, okay. but um, I believe yeah, my, I was going to go on a cruise next week. Cruise has been uh, postponed or canceled. Everything mm -hmm. here, like, you know, my weekend was going to be popping, but every event has been canceled. So, right. you know, it's really serious. I I'm, I'm hoping that it'll blow over, you know, give it a couple of weeks. Um, mm -hmm. Cause kind of limiting the travel and, you know, limiting the exposure for everybody will, will perhaps lessen it. And, um, you know, also, it's changing the dynamic of people that, you know, it's, it's like it's there's going to be like a whole work from home environment going on, you know, um, for a lot of people who are used to going into an office. Um, you know, this is this is created like a whole another way of life. You know, right. fortunately, I've all, you know, I run my firm from home, so I'm I'm home. Right. So now adding the kid in it is is changing, going to change the whole dynamic of it and how I run my business, at least for the next couple of weeks. Right. So. Um, yeah. It's really serious. It's really serious.
It is. It is. I think that this is a CO conspiracy. I don't have, you know, the answers to to why this is happening. However, I will tell you this. Um, there's a lot of money being lost with this happening right now. So when you tell me that, you know, people are staying home, uh, you have the NBA, which is canceled for the season. I mean, do you know the not even billions of dollars, you know, um, I know Mark Cuban had agreed to pay, you know, uh, the people that he employed for, I think for 30 days, he right. stepped up and, you know, well, that's, that's pretty much, did. you know, yeah. that, that was, I mean, for what he really makes, was that a big deal? I think just the gesture itself was nice. So that's nice. Um, you had some NBA players stepping up, you know, to help pay people. So that's good. Um, but this is, there's have to be, there has to be something a little underlying with this. I mean, I'm just looking around. I'm like, no, this sounds a little hokey. It's a little bit. And I think social media plays a big part in the hysteria behind a lot of this. Um, so it's good. We're, we're informed, but it's also making us crazy, just a bit crazy. So, you know, social distancing. Yes. Uh, that's okay. I get it. Um, every, you know, the measures that they're taking, I also feel like, you know, we're not prepared over here. I feel like at this point they should be, you know, opening up some of the schools or the gymnasiums just to have, you know, a safe place for people to come and get tested and, and make it, make it a little more, um, make it a little more common for people. Like don't, don't stay home if you don't feel well, like here's the one, you know, place you can come and get yourself tested and, you know, find out what's going on with you because they're saying there are more people, you know, walking around that are undetected as well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and you hear one person cough, you're like, Oh, wait a minute now. And I'm like, you. I have, I, I have allergies. It's, it's me. I'm sneezing. People are backing up off of me and I'm like, okay. No, this is like, it's going to be like the purge. Listen, Why does this happen? $10 for a medium sized bottle of Purell that would have cost us three bucks was $10, $10 yeah. in a Seven Eleven. So, you know, Purell, I mean, when we were kids, we didn't use Purell. What do you do? You go wash your hands, use some soap, okay, and water. soap and water. You know what I mean? So now this whole Purell thing, it's just like, no, Purell's a new invention, by the way. Is it great? You know, but really, so are we, should we be washing our hands in the first place? Yes. But it, this is a, um, this is a teller of how much we do interact with each other and exchange germs. Exactly. This, you know, this is, and I'm talking germs outside the bedroom. So forget STDs, you know, which are sexually transmitted diseases. These are just our everyday touch a countertop. You know, I'm in New York City. I'm in train stations. Just how much we're exchanging these, you know, even bodily fluids on a regular basis. This is, right. this is what is exposing just how gross we are as humans, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. To tell her. So, you know, Purell up, wash your hands, um, you know, and also try to take care of our elderly, you know, because they are uh, the populations that's really being affected by it out there. Um, and, you know, let's just be mindful. Let's try to get through this because these are what we are going to consider uh, tough times. Right. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully we can ride this out. You know, this is 2020 has really uh, started off with a bang. And, you know, we, we've had a threat of World War. Um We've had this uh, a global epidemic, pandemic virus. Um, yes. You know, some tragedies. It's this been it's a doozy. It's yeah, it's it been is. A doozy. But um, okay, all right. Well, moving on because we are now in one of my favorite seg segments of the show. Do you know where we are? Does it have to do with D? Mm -hmm. All up in your, all up in your guts, girl. Does it have to do with the fourth letter of the alphabet? 
<laughs> Let me guess. Are you, do you have a smile on your face? Absolutely. <laughs> My smile is so hard it hurts. Now, are your endorphins on a roll right now? I can't hardly contain myself. Is it, right. is it time to be happy? <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it. Give it. Give it to me. (laughs) All right. So this uh, weekend D question is from one of our listeners who she says she's asking for a friend, but girl, we family here. You could have just said this for you. But anyway, so she says, my friend was recently divorced. Papers are signed. Her ex-husband moved out into his own place and they were both moving on with their life. She said after a while, a friend began dating a coworker. She'd always been attracted to him and they weren't exclusive, but they spent a lot of time together. She really likes him, but he's the complete opposite of her ex and really any man she's ever dated. He's very intellectual. They spend a lot of time discussing books. They read, they go to museums, they go to lectures, they have sex, but the sex is very blah. Um, She said she has tried to give him direction, but he just can't do it right. So one day her ex come over to the house to pick up some things Mm -hmm. and they had sex. And they've been having sex ever since. She doesn't want to stop having sex with her ex. This is her, yeah, her ex-husband. But she doesn't want to stop seeing the new guy. So, Shatara, what should she do? Well, well, the word on the street is to get over one, you have to get under another. But however, however, (laughs) I will say in this particular situation, leave uh, Geek Squad Gary alone. Put him in the friend zone and you're going to have to leave your ex alone too. Cause you got to get your mind right. Cause ain't nothing like getting that good old D from somebody from your past. Who's popping up talking about, let me help you with that box. No, fuck you. No, put that box down. I told you we don't talk anymore, but no, what do you do? Oh, let me go see what kind of panties I'm wearing today. Okay. Come on in here. Let's see. And before you know it, it's a good time. And your dumb ass is there with your hair sticking straight up on your head and sweat your hair out all because he helps you move a box. And then Gary's calling you talking about, are you going to make it at three o'clock? So you done made it. You know what I'm saying? At the museum. Okay. So, you know, so what you did was you made a mess. So, I think she should, um, if she wants to keep him around and go to museums and stuff, she has to friend zone him because it's in th- if the sex is blah, like that, that's a, that's a deal breaker already. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. I, I like, I, and this is what I always say. I always say as the woman, you have to define what it is that you want because whatever, whatever it is that you want, it's, it's going to be like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's going to happen one way or the other. But if you're not clear about what it is that you want, Mm-hmm. then you're going to have some real unclear shit coming to you. That's just, that's just what happened. So I would say for her is define, she's saying in so many words, she likes the new guy because he does all these great things. Like peace her mind. Yeah. I look, I, I like, there's a dude that I would love to go come with me to the butterfly garden. Mm-hmm. Then there's a dude that look, can you just blow my back out and leave afterward? We don't really have to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference there's right. Look, so sometimes you got to look, you got to do the 80, 20, like, look, if I get 80% of all the good stuff that I want in this one, and then I get, you know, maybe 20% over here, then, you know, you can like Frankenstein it. Like I'm going to make, I'm going to make me a man. If that's what you want to do, if that's, if that's that's your mindset, that's what you want to do. But if that's not what she wants, this ain't what you want. This is, this ain't what you want. Especially you dipping in the, in the X pool. Man, that shit is infested. It's got sharks and all kind of stuff, piranhas. It's all kind of so dangerous. Get out of that pool. Yeah. 
get, get out of that pool. If that's not where you want to be, because the papers are signed, if that's if that's not where you want to be, then you need to to be out. But she just got to have a, a kind of a sit down and what I call like a come to Jesus moment with herself. Like, figure out, sis, what exactly do you want? Because sex sell. ain't everything, but it sure is a lot. And if, if dude, she said, you know, already gave him direction and, you know, they just probably don't have that sexual chemistry. But, you know, the dude that you got the most sexual chemistry with, you probably can't stand that motherfucker. That's usually how it works. But listen, good sex is dangerous. And sometimes it's the glue that keeps two people who hate each other together. Isn't that the crazy yeah, thing? It is, you know, tea and, toxicity. And, and, and her ex knows this. So, you know, like, like my girl MJB said, you know, uh, the, the, what is it? The good, the bad guys ain't no good. And the good guys ain't no fun. So I'm sorry that that's happening to you. And I think we've all been there before, but you have to really, you know, um, you have to get it together and, you know, close up shop just, you know, cause if not, you have to remember as women, we're emotional. So no matter what, you know, we can't do like they do. We can't. So even though, oh, it's just sex, it's just sex. No, it's not. Because next thing you know, you'll see him out at Starbucks and he'll be with his new boo thing. And y'all have a dick appointment at seven o'clock and it's 12 in the afternoon. And you seeing him with that female, guess what? You're going to catch a little feeling. Really? You're not going to like it. You're going to really? be like, hey. And, and he's going to say hello to your, you know, geek squad guy, Gary. Hey, how you doing, man? And everybody's going to say what's up to each other. And y'all going to give each other eye knowing that you're about to bang it out, you know, within the next five hours. But you know what your question going to be? Who was that bitch you was Who with? Was that? Who was that bitch? Because you don't caught feelings. And let me tell you something. All he's doing, he's going to wipe himself up and he's going to go and take her to dinner and treat her nice. And he ain't thinking nothing about you because he was able to separate the emotion from the sex and the act. That's something that we, I'm just saying, like we, women who can do it, you're a thug, but you're a fake. Yeah. We, we really can't. We're, 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 you say you're a thug. But you're not. You know what I'm saying? You're, no, we're made up of way too many emotions. So really you're making a, a sticky situation for yourself. And you got to say, you know, that you're not dealing with the ex. And, and again, you know, have, have some good times. I've been there before, you know, have some good times and, and let it go. But you have to be over with your ex with your actions. It has to be in your actions, it, you know, and that's it because you don't ever want to be the type of woman who uh, a man is looking at you and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She just be talking. She just be talking. You don't want to be that woman. You want to be of your word. Like, yo, when she says she's done, she's done. I know everybody can't be the Scorpio like me, but I'm saying. <laughs> or the Taurus like me. Like, I when said. you're done, you really got to be like, I'll find some good dick somewhere else. And you have to go shopping for that. That's what you got to do. So Greek Scott, Greek. If, Geek Squad Gary is just good for the museum and he's good for, you know, paintings and he's feeding your mind. Then that's what you got to friends on him. And that's OK. But you may have to, you know, play, play around a little bit and just to get the right D. So that way, when ex-boyfriend calls, you can roll your eyes and be like, oh, this yeah, has been like, girl, you done went all the way. Back. And you know what the thing about it? He knows that she's trying to move on. He knows he know men have these yeah, egos and you yeah. know there for his ego deep down inside. He knows he's done. He's not trying to get back with you. He's not trying to take you out for your anniversary. He's not trying to do shit for you yep. to make you feel special. Besides, because a, a nigga like that would love, he love to throw a monkey wrench. Don't oh, they love, he know, they he, love he, to throw a monkey he wrench. Know, he knows Gary's bringing you flowers. He knows this, but you know, it's the ego. And in his mind, he's probably like, phew, because I ain't like that shit in the first place. <laughs> Ooh, I, can't, I can't stand the smell of flowers. Good thing Gary's bringing them for her. He knows this already, and he's just coming to do what he does. He's not thinking, he's thinking what his dick, and they can do that, and it's a great talent. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. a great, it is, it is, great it talent is. They have. And unless you are the type of women that can 
put your feelings on the back burner. You know, it's some of us that can. I like to say oh. something, you know, in certain situations, oh. I've been able to. I wish but I it's could. A hard, it's a hard, it's, it's not natural for us. So, Do you know the kind of Jezebel I would be if I could do it like that? <laughs> if I were a boy. Are you? <laughs> They'd be like, comedian Shatara <laughs> has reached her highest number. And I'd be like, and with my sunglasses and that, they were like, yeah, bitches. <laughs> What's the basketball player that said he slept with a thousand uh, women? <laughs> Who your your cousin? Uh, mm. <laughs> a ten thousand. You know what's his name? Cousin, right? What's his name? What's his name? Will what's Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. I'm Will Chamberlain. This bitch, bitch. Yeah, dudes be like, yeah, she's tired. Keep fucking me. She keep calling me. <laughs> ah, she got that good, good. She might go back to that, and I'm attracted to uh with her attractive ass. Okay, Lil Wayne, I rocks with you. But, you know, on a classier note, that's not the woman I have grown to be today. All right. Amen. So you can pick up my Bible sermon. (laughs) Tune in on Sundays between Breaking Bad and Thursdays. Girl, bye. Oh, yeah, okay. so to each his own. So yeah, girls, clean it up, leave it alone, get some new D. And um, there's so much D out there. It's like a, it's like a garden. Trust me, you just <laughs> like a cornucopia. Oh, it's just so much out there. You got to, you got to, you got to be careful though. You got to choose it's right. It's oasis. <laughs> oh man, it's just so much out there. And again, for us, you know, our numbers, we don't, we don't have it like men. You know, when we see a good-looking man, it's a holiday. We have to call our girl like, girl, I was in the post office. This fine motherfucker looked in. All day. A man, he sees women all day that in the back of his head, he says she could get it. All day they have sex on the brain. He imagines himself bending her over already. All day. Can you imagine running into nine Idris Albas, seven Boris Kojos, two Drakes? Who else you got? (laughs) Throw it in there. You can even throw Thor. Um, I mean, throw you. I'm, I'm 50 cent. She throw fifty. I don't just. I'm saying like nine of them mm-hmm. in a day. You know, just in terms of like you know, you could sing in your head like I ain't got no type. Man <laughs> is the only thing that, and that's just what you see all day, dude. I would have that shit on my mind all day too. Like, damn, every man is. You know, uh, you know. Remember, didn't Little Wayne say, "I just wish I could fuck every girl in the world," and he sang it mm-hmm. from his heart and his soul. It was his gospel song. <laughs> it was in it his was soul. True. I it was wish he was like was he was like piece. on his knees. Like I just wish I could. Like that. You know, and and he, so we can't we can't do it like them. We can't just let it go. Yeah, I hope we gave her some good advice. Well, she better not call back. You know, talking about hey girl, (laughs) my ex man is right next to me, and I'm trying to figure out how can I get out of the bed to go out with Geek Squad Gary because we have an appointment. Yeah, she. Sis, yeah, you got to prioritize and and be rid be rid of. With you, you got a little mess going on, <clears throat> but you know, I and I see like I, I feel it for a minute, but like you know, move on and move out. That's all. Move okay. on with your actions. That's what that's what that is. You got to move on. Let the ex know you're moving on with your actions. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And I promise you, he will he will shut down over time. And he party already has somebody he's doing. You're not the only one. Keep oh, that yeah, in mind absolutely. too. All right, we we moving on, sis. All right, we're move so- on. We are at with we just renamed this segment of the show. So what is it now? That's my it. jam. That's, That's my jam. Get all excited when you hear That's it. <sighs> all right, all right, all right, all right, right. So for this inaugural, That's my jam. Even though it's the same how we used to do. But anyway, 
that's my jam. This week is mine. And look, I just want to, I got a story to tell. Because basically, I'm going to take you back to 1997. Biggie Smalls, Notorious B.I.G., I got a story to tell. So it was based off, uh, it was on his Life After Death, which was his second and last studio album. It was released on March 25th, 1997, which was two weeks after his unfortunate and tragic death. I think the world just, that went around the world. I remember that day. I remember where I was. So in the song, Biggie raps about uh, a ball player, NBA player, coming home early to find Biggie and the guy's girlfriend in the bed. So he basically flips the script. Do you remember this? And turns it into a robbery and starts robbing the dude the ski mask way. It was like genius. So what a lot of people don't know is that the song was actually based on a true story. And supposedly the NBA player was um, Anthony Mason, who played for the Knicks. Um, he passed away actually in 2015 from a heart attack. But it was supposedly a story based loosely around Biggie getting caught in his house back in the day. So... <laughs> child so you remember the song i do this was he opened up he said i kick flows for you kick down doors for you even left all my motherfucking hoes for you yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah that that time the the word motherfucker was used so eloquently biggie <laughs> he oh, was, man. yep yep mm-hmm. there was one thing about biggie is that when this is i got a story to tell but he was such a great storyteller where you know I, that whole weaving the story together and it's like it was an actual story and you're listening to it and it's like this could be a movie this could be a movie script you can you can see it play out um you know unfortunately the song like really got hot after he passed away but this was just like that was something about him that was just so melodic you know and a lot and I love this new rap, but there's nothing that takes the place of the storytelling, you know, which is which is our history in the first place. So I love this song, 1997, Life After Death. Oof, I love it. Got it. Play it. I'm going to play it again in the car when I get in the car. All right. Classic, classic, classic. Good one, good one, good one, Sean, good one. All right, so moving on, we are now at the Support Black Businesses segment of the show where we believe in in blowing, in growing our economy and strengthening our communities, and we believe in supporting products and services, especially now, made FUBU for us and by us. So this week, I want to highlight Spurgo and its founder, Trey Brown. Trey Brown is basically a 13-year-old who started this luxury like sports line in his home from his allowance money, his birthday money, basically $178. He started his company and he said that he wanted to quote unquote, empower youth to let them know that they can do great things at any age. So this young man has actually retired his mother. She is his employee. She's working for his company. So he's been highlighted by a lot of athletes and celebrities, um, including Meek Mill, DJ Khaled, uh, P Diddy, Sean Puffy Combs, whatever you want to call him, Puff Daddy, blah, blah, blah. Papa Diddy um, Pop. Papa Diddy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Daddy Daddy Rich. Um, but they've all pretty much uh, 
you know, gave shout outs to Spurgo. So you can catch, uh, go to Spurgo.com. It's S-P-E-R-G-O.com. Check out some of his wares. Um, I'm definitely going to get a shirt and support this young man. Yes. Hats off, Mr. Trey Brown. You have set the bar so high for 13 year olds today. I love stuff like this. I'm loving the children today, what they're doing. Um, like, our good old Whitney said, I believe the children are our future and he really stepped it up. And if you took $178 from your birthday money, you really make me think back to think, what have I been doing at 13? Are you okay. kidding me? And you retired your mom. You, you have set the bar so high. However, to be ambitious in this day and age and to utilize Instagram and social media and, you know, you have the attention of the rappers and you know, other entrepreneurs that came before you. Hats off to you, young man. We're supporting you. Keep it going. Keep it going. Yes. Yay. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yes. All right. Well, we've come to the end. We get here so fast. Because time flies when you're having fun. All the time. So you can subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. You can listen on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, Spotify. Also, watch That's What I'm Saying, the TV show, weekdays on Island TV and on the Island TV app. On the Island TV app. <laughs> so, follow us on Instagram at TwizPod and Shatara. Yes. Ah, uh, yes. You can also text the word TwizPod, T-W-I-S-P-O-D, to 31996. Again, that's the word TwizPod, T-W-I-S-P-O-D, to 31996 to stay up to date on my upcoming comedy shows. I'll be bringing the funny and as well as our podcasts and TV events. We love you all. Thank you so much for joining. Have a good one. Peace.